Costs We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always from somewhere far away is Ethan Carter. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? It's just us tonight. I know. It's kind of nice. We haven't done one of these in a while. It, you know, we weren't even... Guests were like the original format of the show, and then it was like, oh, I got a co-host, so we don't need to do guests every week. And then <laughs> we came back, and we did one episode back, and then it was four guests in a row. So That's it's right. the first time that we are just going to sit and have a little chat. I like it. Um, we had a major event happen last week on this yep. podcast. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know how important last week was, at least for me, because Jason Stapleton is my mentor. And being able what to a, talk what to a guy, him, man. Oh, he's just the nicest yeah. freaking guy. And I was so intimidated about talking to him. And here he is just, you know, just hanging out, just one of the guys and given major knowledge Major it knowledge. Just, it was just a casual conversation, too. I, I listened back to it, as I think I told you. I think I listened to it twice. Um, and I was just like, it was just so natural. And it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was Jason. It was just another guy, you know? Yeah, it was, just, it was awesome. just, he's just a regular guy who, you know, has a lot to offer. And mm-hmm. honestly, guys, if you're not listening to his podcast, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You, you, I'm, I'm going to say up front, his politics may not be for you, and that's fine, but he doesn't talk about politics a lot. And when he does talk about politics, it's in the, it's in the, um, the direction of how you can make your life better so politics don't matter. Right. To the point where, you know, if you're the guy, if the governor of your state is a complete moron, you'll have enough wealth that you could just move. Right. And that kind of thing is really more important than discussing how do you change Washington or your state capital. Like, none of that matters. It just doesn't. And people like to sit on the internet and argue about this stuff all day, and it's not productive. So well, I thought that was one of the most interesting things that he talked about was why he transitioned and, and the reason why. And it makes so much sense. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, that shift from and, and having something that's so successful and then having that switch for some real good reasons, I think, yeah. was, was really interesting. And most people, when they get they, they reach that, what what I love about him is that he reached that level of success. Right, and I'd be and terrified said, to change anything. I would never. I yeah. do. I'm not even it's lying. Working. Right. If if you and I figure out some magical sauce that makes this a hit <laughs> podcast, I promise you, will never change. Right. I exactly. just Don't yeah. have it in me to shift gears like that. And he just threw caution to the wind and just followed it. And it's I was gonna like, work. He just had that faith, and 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 he knew if it didn't, he'd just pivot and and do something go. else. Yep. But that's and you know Jason has a lot of money, okay. Yeah. And again, that's that's the freedom that having a lot of money and being your own boss gives you. That you don't have to sit in a job that you're doing that's unfulfilling. Just do something else. You right. Don't work for somebody else. Work for yourself. You know, I'm getting to a point now at the ripe old age of 43 where I'm starting to feel unemployable. Yeah. Where I I don't know how much longer I could work for somebody else. Right. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the maximum I'd be able to go is another 10 years. Right. But that's 10 years of working for someone else while I'm building my own thing. Yep. Yeah, and exactly. Does, right. You yeah. have something on the side. Right. I am, I'm, I am not. And it's been drilled into my head that you don't want to rely on other people for your income. And I'm starting to realize that, you know what? He's right. I need to create my own financial security. And that's why, you know. Makers are prone to doing this because we make stuff, and it's easy to sell stuff when your thing is making stuff. Right. You know, and that's something that I'm really taking more and more to heart to the point where I'm thinking about some life changes as far as my employment goes because, yeah, you know what? It's good to work for somebody else. It's better to work for yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's better to do something, again, 
as we've said before, you're probably going to work more and longer hours, and it's going to be stressful, but it's going to be doing something you you love. and Totally. And that's that's still work. I, I, I don't like when people say... If you find something you if you do something you love, you'll never work a day. That's not true, but you'll enjoy it a hell of a lot more. You're, you're we're, uh, as as that famous saying says, and I know Jason has this in his living room on the wall. Yeah. Um, the the um, if you um, entrepreneurs are the only people who work sixty hours a week, so they don't for themselves, so they don't have to work forty hours a week for somebody else. Yeah. And it's like damn, that's good. <laughs> Great, I love that quote. So yep. a- after we were done recording the podcast, we had um, a few minutes with Jason um, after we wrapped, and the most amazing thing happened. I was not expecting this. I did not know this was coming. Um, Ethan didn't know this was coming. This was a complete surprise. So Jason's talking to us, and he said he had a lot of fun on the podcast, and he really enjoyed the conversation, and he asked if we would be willing to give him that episode to run in his feed. So on the day that this drops, on the day that you're hearing, if you're hearing it on drop day, um, the current episode of Wealth, Power, and Influence is going to be Because We Make Episode 19. Our show is going out to Jason Stapleton's massive audience. It's unbelievable. I'm I speechless. I'm still speechless. <laughs> I I couldn't believe. I thought I was like, are, are are you kidding? Like you 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 want you want our little humble little show? And, he, and, and so and yeah, I, say, I, I was still skeptical because that's just who I am. I'm, I was skeptical that night, and then the next day when you're like, no, they asked for the edit. <laughs> I was like, what? yeah. It's like no. The next so the next I morning I did that. I had to do three edits. I had to do a full edit. I had to do an edit with an ad break, and then I had to do our edit that we put up on Anchor. And I'm doing this, and I'm like, I can't believe what I'm doing this for. Like, <laughs> it's it's one thing. I edit the podcast every week. It's not a big deal. It's part of my Tuesday morning routine after we record. And I'm editing this, and I'm like, I'm editing an episode for Jason Stapleton. Right. Like, what 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 even is life right now? Like, right. how does that happen? So it's just and it was two weeks in a row too, because I feel this like with Ant the week before. He's got so many good things going. It's just like it was mm-hmm. fun. It was like one thing after another. It was great. Yeah, it's it's nice when you. You feel like people are starting to uh, well, people around you succeeding is good. Yeah. And then when you're starting to get a little taste of it, I'm not gonna lie. I I've been on cloud ten, like because <laughs> cloud nine is just for losers. I'm on cloud ten, <laughs> but it's just I I was speechless. I sent the episode in and I found out. And I won't name names or call anyone out, but I found out how the idea got into Jason's head. And since I know the person who did it is listening right now. Thank you for putting the idea in his head. Um, I owe you one. And like I said earlier, when you come to New York, if you and that other person come to New York, I will play tour guide and dinner's on me because this is a huge opportunity that most people don't get. And it, it was just an awesome, awesome feeling to just, I felt like it was recognition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, cause again, he, I mean, he could have come out on the show and it, been a nice guy and everything like that. And then been done and we would have been, just as just as happy, right? In that oh, moment. Oh, totally. Right? Even and even he, if it, he owed he, us nothing, right? He didn't he didn't what I love about his appearance and, and by the way, I'm not saying he was unique in this cuz our guests have all been pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Um but he didn't patronize us, uh, patronize us, excuse me. He didn't talk down to us like I am Jason Stapleton. No, he didn't do that and he could have. Mm-hmm. And we would have just been like cool cuz you know, we respect I respect his work that much. Right. Where I'd be like, yeah, you can talk down to me a little bit because I look up to you. It's fine. I'm cool <laughs> with it. But he didn't. He treated he us as, it. He, Yeah, and yeah. he treated us as equals in a space and it's yeah. just like dude, I appreciate that. We are not your equals. We aspire to the level of success that you've had, and it's really awesome that he came on and 
was that cool to us and then gave us this huge opportunity afterwards. I don't know what's going to come from this. I don't know if, you know, who knows? All of his people could listen and we get no subscribers. Right. Or we get all of his subscribers and there's a giant Venn diagram <laughs> with a complete overlap. I don't know. But the opportunity, you know, you don't get opportunities like this. Right. And so I'm really honored. And if you're finding the show from Jason's show, welcome. Um, maybe we should give a little background about what we do here. Yeah, that's actually pretty, probably, a good <laughs> probably idea not a bad idea not. if people's right. first episode is this one, right? Well, and I still have people every week being like, oh, you have a podcast now. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, go check it out. So it'd probably be good for them, too. Sure. So the podcast originally started, my idea was to basically be behind the music for makers. Where I just get someone, I sit them down, and I talk to them. And I don't come to the table with a list of questions and answers. I just refuse to do an interview that way. Because Mm -hmm. I tend to find that what happens when you do that is you have questions you want to ask. And you treat it like a to-do list when you have the interview. So it's like you shoehorn these things in whether they belong there or not. So I came and to And you're not this, actually listening to what they're you're, saying. You're, you're yeah. thinking about how to weave in the next question. And I've, I've, I feel that way a lot when I listen to interviews. I, I hear them all the time. Right. And, you know, I take more of the... Um, David Picciuto nailed it on making it a, a couple of weeks ago where he said that the best philosophy for an interview is to just shut up and let the person talk. <laughs> totally, yeah. Let them talk. If they'll talk... If you put them on and then they talk for your whole podcast and you never say a word then you had a successful podcast so true yeah because it's supposed to be a platform for your guest yeah and that was the philosophy that i started with and i had guest after guest after guest i mean we had some we had some guests we had Mm -hmm. bob claggett we had evan and caitlin we had i mean we have had some people i mean there are people that like if you're in the makerspace these are names you know right you know steve carmichael steve ramsey you Mm -hmm. know these are not small minor names and i would just get them on talk to them find kind of go with the flow and take the conversation wherever it goes and then episode 11 i get this guy on this guy who makes leather crap and (laughs) um i'm like you know maybe you should come back one day as a co-host at the very end yeah, and I didn't remember asking, and then the next thing I know, I'm asking him after that episode, hey, uh, you want to be my co-host and just stay on? And I think my first response was, what? <laughs> I wa- no, yeah, it was what? And totally like taken aback, and then I was like, I think maybe you should think about it. I was like, I don't know if he's had a little to drink this morning. Like, what's going on? I was like, why don't you think about it? Because I don't want to. I didn't want to come in and step on any. You know, on yeah. anything that you. You were so funny with that because you did actually say at one point, "I don't want to take your thing away from." You're right, not taking right. my thing away. I'm just making my <laughs> thing our thing. That's because look, it, the truth is, and this is the dirty little secret: interview shows are great if you can get interviews forever. Right. Right. Right? Consistent, yeah. yeah, At some point, though, unless you want to do short episodes, which, by the way, Dave Swiduck has the right format. He does hour, you know, hour, hour and a half interviews once a month, and then he does three 15 to 20-minute episodes a month. So that's Mm. his format. I didn't want to do that. I like to, I like, for me, I want to put out an hour, an hour 20 every week. Right. So I was like, well, if I get a co-host, we can do that. So what ended up happening is instead of becoming behind the music for makers, it just became, you know, Ethan and I, you know, one week we'll have an interview, one week we're going to talk to ourselves. And yeah, it actually, I kind of like that it changes things up a little bit because it gives us a chance to talk. Let me go back just a second too, because just from my, my experience. So you at, you reached out to me on Instagram, I don't know, it was, it was maybe a month or so before I came on. I don't mm-hmm. know how long. It wasn't too long, right? No. And I remember being like, first, honored and taken aback and just thinking there's no reason I should be on a podcast, right? Like, <laughs> and um, 
and then so then I, I remember looking you up and then you know and uh, and then I saw that Bruce was on who I'm you know we're we're both friends with and mm-hmm. so I reached out to Bruce and well I think I said even from right away I think I said yeah so and I was like you know what this is something that's I've got anxiety about but I'm going to overcome it because it's something I want to do I should do but I remember talking to Bruce and Bruce saying basically what your premise was was that it was it's a casual conversation it's it's not in, it's not really an interview it's it's more just chatting Vincent's great to talk to like just go into it just open-minded and just ready to talk and just hang out mm-hmm. and that is exactly what it was when I came on so yeah that's that's I think a lot of interviews come off as stilted right mm-hmm. there there people think that they have to be Barbara Walters right they don't want to have a conversation with people they're like I I have to ask the hard-hitting question no you don't <laughs> you don't and 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 it's okay to have someone on and to not ask like if I had for example, if I had Jimmy on, I would never ask him how he got started making right. stuff. Right. Because it's just something everyone knows. I would ask him what his favorite food was. Right. Like, well, how does he like his tacos? Right. And why do I do that, right? Because, all right, that's a weird question to ask somebody, but, but those are the questions no one's ever asked him. Well, and you never know what's going to come out of that response, right? Exactly. And yep. you could talk about, you could realize that, holy crap, Jimmy's a big foodie. Or, right. you know... Bob's big thing is being a parent. Like, he loves being a dad. Like, we all know he's a maker, but right. we talked a lot about him being a dad and raising his kids and how much he wants to impart, you know, the right, right morals on his children. And and that comes out a little bit on their podcast, but it's, it's not the focus, right? So no. You and don't get all those, the humanizing aspects of that. And, and that's really, you you just nailed it, actually. That's probably what I, the, the vibe I was going for. I want to humanize people. Mm-hmm. I want to give them a chance to not talk about the same damn things right. that they've talked about a thousand times, you know? Tell me about your day job. Tell me why everyone in IT ends up becoming a maker. Like, tell me all <laughs> that stuff, you know? And Because yeah. to, to me, that's what's interesting. And that's what this podcast is. It's an exploration of why do people do what they do? what drives them, what they enjoy doing. And, you know, I like the anecdotes. I like the story of, I like, I love Brandy's story of we bought a house, we moved an RV onto it, we built the shop first, and then we built the house. (laughs) I was like, this is the greatest story ever. It's like, of course you did, because you're a maker, and that's what we do, right? Yep. So, yeah, so that's how the show got started. That's where we are now. We are, this, as you listen, is episode 20. I know. It's a 20 of this. I can't believe it. Nuts. With only a and, little... And we, so 11. Oh, so I've been... This is my ninth. Is that right? Not, wow. Yeah. We've been Thank doing you. this a long freaking time. It's awesome. <laughs> you've it, been it, here... It doesn't feel like it either. Next what, Next week? No, the week after next. You'll have been here for half the run of this podcast. That's nuts. Crazy. <laughs> and I, I can't... It. I honestly feel like I can't remember a time where you weren't on the other end of the conversation with me. I appreciate that. That's... It, it's, it, it's cool to have a co-host, right? Yeah. And well, and this I, is something I never thought I could do, to be honest. I mean, and it's not a, this is not a, you know, pat me on the back kind of thing at, at all. It's I really didn't think I could do this, and I don't know if I could do it with someone else. I think you, uh, I don't know. That's I, I just don't know if I could, and I think that goes to why it clicked and why you asked me to be on. I think it just it just works. So, and the one thing, the one thing that I've wanted to do from the beginning, and this is, I think, this contributed to us being in Jason's feed. I want to produce a podcast that is interesting to listen to, but also sounds good. Mm-hmm. And I am obs- I am obsessed with making sure this podcast sounds good. And if it doesn't sound good, I will scrap everything. I won't even drop yeah. the episode if it doesn't sound good. 
you know, last week's episode, I don't know what happened to the recording. Ethan was having trouble getting popped on and off. Yep. And when I got the files out of cast, they were a complete mess. There are, in the middle of that episode, there's five or six edits just to clean it up that you won't hear. <laughs> You're... That's what I don't think people understand about podcasting. And someone, it might even have been the Modern Maker guys this week, but one of the things that people don't understand about podcasts is the, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, you think you come on and you hit record, everything goes smooth, and you yeah. hit end, you don't have to edit, you just upload it, and that's totally not the case. And And you do all the editing, so... You know that I mean I shouldn't be the one talking, but it is. It's so many things can go wrong. I got popped off twice on that uh, last episode, and my Wi-Fi was fine. And there was a time when I could hear you, but not Jason. And I have no idea what happened, right? Right. And and the the crazy part is that, like you hear the final product, and if the if the edits are good, you don't know they're there. Right. Exactly. But it takes a lot of practice and experience. To get those edit rights. And I'm not trying to blow my own horn here because, but everybody that's done a podcast can relate where, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can just drop whatever comes out of the mics and put it on. You can do that. Most, and in fact, most of the time I do very light editing. I Mm -hmm. cut, the way Anchor works is I cut the episode in half and I upload two halves to Anchor and then Anchor does the ad insert that you guys hear in the middle of the podcast. I don't do that part. And the reason it works that way is Anchor will come back and whatever our highest paying ad is that's the one that's going to go in that slot for the episode so we don't have to figure that if we cut the episode in half and leave that space anchor will figure out how we make the most money right and we're not by the way we're not talking about a ton of money but we are talking about if something is a 1750 cpm which is clicks per mil clicks per thousand m being the roman numeral for a thousand um then they'll put that over a 1250 cpm so that we get paid the most possible, which really works out to about a penny a download. Yep. So that's a that's how it all works behind the scenes. We don't do a lot of editing. I do, you know, I have a process that I've kind of honed as I we do this more. But I really want to make sure that when you hear this podcast, you go, "Damn, that sounds really good." You know, I want I want I want people to come to me after they hear it for the first time and say, "What equipment are you using?" I I want to mm-hmm. buy the exact same equipment and do the same thing. You know, we do we do this with a, a web app called Cast, where the episode records on Ethan's end and my end and the guest's end. And then at the end, Cast just takes all of those recordings from Chrome, uploads them, and compiles them, um, lines them up on the timeline, and gives you a file, a final pro- a produced file. And you have a podcast. So if everything goes smoothly, you actually probably wouldn't need to edit it. Right. Right. Which I mean, it never it does. Ad, no, it never does. Right. It never does. I mean, it does. Look, cast is probably the best thing that I've ever used to do a podcast, but it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's extremely good. It's 85%, which believe me, in the old days, we were recording off Skype and there would be days where we couldn't even do a show because Skype just wasn't behaving. I was like, well, I guess we'll just do the show we'll tomorrow. Call it, yeah. Well, and so what are the other ones, like Google Hangout people use? and I, I listen to so many podcasts where it's just like, you guys just don't put any effort into your audio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a tip for you guys. If you want to start a podcast, you don't have to spend a million dollars on audio. I mean, I'm using a Blue Yeti, um, uh, yeah, a Yeti microphone on mm-hmm. a shock mount and an arm. That's right. what I have. My, my whole podcasting rig is a USB microphone and a ra- it's basically $200 worth of equipment and I'm done. Do you have any uh, sound soften like um, foam or sound softening? I, I just have a windscreen on the mic because yep. this mic in particular has a, what they call it, an integrated pop filter. It doesn't yep. really work, but I've 
gotten in the habit of talking past the head of the microphone. Right. So we don't have a problem with plosives. Right. And also, it's funny how you, you kind of self-correct your, when you're talking. Well, after you've yeah, done if you it get a while. that good feedback, if you get the good... Right. Yeah, and, and this is something, this is another, you know, it's funny because we're just chatting today, but this is another thing that if you've never had a real-time monitor for your ears when you're talking into a microphone, it will change your life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, when they record a podcast, they, they have the microphone in front of them and then they plug into their, their computer headphones and all they hear is what's coming back to them from the other side of the conversation. I don't do the podcast that way. This microphone has a headphone jack, and what happens is, as I talk into the microphone, I hear myself in my ear. That's and if exactly I, what why I got the one I got. Yeah, and if I'm popping my peas, I'll hear it. Right. And I'll know to, hey, change your position on the mic, get off the mic a little bit. If I crawl off the mic like this a little bit, see, I get far away, I can hear that in my ear, and I know I'm not on top of the microphone enough. Right. So it's all that stuff that all increases your sound quality. And this is all stuff that... You don't know if you don't do a podcast, but this is the stuff that you have to constantly be adjusting and thinking about as you're doing it. I don't have an engineer riding a board behind me. Right. You know, if we don't get a great if we don't get great audio, that means when I do the edit, I have to do some work. Yeah. But no, and and everything's come so far. I mean, the equipment that I because I, I used to record music a little bit and stuff like that, and so I had all that equipment. And I was looking at, but that was probably seven years ago now, mm-hmm. and it's like, and even that's then, obsolete. Yeah, and seven years, like seven years, think about seven years, think about your seven-year-old TV, it's not that right. bad, right? But now think about seven-year-old recording equipment, it's yeah. like, oh, God, <laughs> how? Yeah, no, because originally <laughs> I was like, I'm going to use what I've got, it's good enough, and then I tried, I recorded one, like, small voiceover, I was like, this is, I, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not going to work. Right. You, you will find, and if you're honest with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, you will be, you'll be fine in podcasting. You can't just put episodes out because you recorded them. That's the, and mm. the thing is, like, when you have guests, right? That's the other thing. Because when we used to have guests, we used to have them on Skype. And, like, oh, man, when Skype isn't working and you have a guest, it's like, I am not going to get this person back. Like, I have to get this recording right and Skype's not behaving. What do you do? The nice thing about Cast is you don't, they don't have to have software. They literally have to have Chrome. And they go to a web link and they're on. So that's how we do this every week. We just get a guest we send a link to the guest before we record they come on they're talking in chrome we do the whole thing we hit stop recording it uploads i hit mix i go to bed when i wake up in the morning the mix is sitting there waiting for me and then i start editing cleaning it up as needed trimming the front the back adding the music (sighs) podcast for me it's uh, i hit and close down go to sleep wednesday (laughs) i wake up well i I do wake up on tuesday but wednesday i wake up and it's there it's awesome it's magic for me but it's it's like it's like it's like a podcast production company and you just happen to be on the podcast (laughs) exactly (laughs) so what we were gonna do what we were gonna do this week is we have a we have reviews which i didn't know we had reviews (laughs) i i kind of had an idea we probably had a couple but we actually have a few and it's it made me really happy so what we're going to do, I think what we'll do, um, Ethan, I think what mm-hmm. we'll do is we'll do the reviews in the second half of the show after the um, sponsor break. Okay. In the first half, because we're at about we're at about 25 minutes already. It's amazing. 
Uh, it just flies. That's the yes. other thing, by the way. If you're doing a podcast and it's a slog, stop doing it because you're not either you're not doing the right thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get to that hour and a half and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's over. Yeah, you know, and you guys are gonna hear. By the way, if you haven't heard Jason's episode, I did stop at like one o'clock uh, at one hour, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess uh, that's about it. And, you know, <laughs> I don't want to keep you. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm good. If you want to keep going, yes, I want to keep going. I just did want to take your time. Sure, let's go. Let's talk more. <laughs> and we so, did. Yeah. yeah, we did. We talked another half hour. Um, so, but we did get a question. So since we knew we were doing the episode tonight, that it was just going to be the two of us, I put out a request for, um, a Q and A. I figured, you know, we got a good response last time and we actually got a question. And (laughs) I, I've (laughs) gushed over this name before, but it's our good friend, Andy Reuter. Yep. And the question is, can you share a breakdown on the pros and cons of the different online storefront options and why you chose the ones you chose Etsy versus Squarespace, et cetera? If so, thanks. Um, it's a you, great question. So yeah. So now the question is, you have an Etsy store? No, I don't. But you don't. So okay. I'm, yeah, you'll you'll have to take the lead on this. But I do. So I don't have any at the moment. Okay. But, um, I've listened to a ton of podcasts about this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. so I will I will share what I've heard and li- learned, and um, also kind of where my thoughts are in terms of what I'm going to do because that is a plan of mine. So okay. So. The the so the, what I'm using is um, believe it or not everybody I'm using Wix. Now you you're gonna go what, Wix really Wix? <laughs> Here's the thing with Wix right I get my complete package for two hundred and forty dollars a year. It's twenty dollars a month if you pay for the year. It's like thirty or thirty five a month if you don't right. It's still a good deal even if you don't. But mm-hmm. for me paying for the year made the most sense. And what you get with Wix guys. You're not gonna. You're just not gonna do better. I'm, we're not sponsored by Wix. I mean, unless unless at some point we're big enough where there's an ad drop in the middle. And if there is an ad drop in the middle for Wix, we didn't know when we recorded this. Okay. Right. Um, as of right now, the ad that should be running is an ad for Anchor. Yep. So, which is our <laughs> podcast host. Yeah. Okay. Wix, you get the following. You get your website, fine. But then you get the web designer, which is so freaking easy that you can put up a website that's pretty respectable it may not be perfect but you can have a web presence set up in probably about two or three hours and i'm not talking they'll tell you it's 15 minutes yeah 15 minutes puts it up on the screen and that's great no i'm talking where you can start giving it to people in about three hours and you wouldn't be embarrassed by it it's super super easy to use well you should you prove that with our with the podcast website the because we make website took me exactly four hours to make and i couldn't believe it i was (laughs) Yeah, I was I like, wait, a, what? Ethan, can I have a picture of you? Sure, <laughs> yeah. why? Because uh, the no, website's going to be done in an hour. Well, I think that's what I said. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, can I get it to you this weekend? You're like, well, this website's almost done. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we decided we were doing this like two days ago. Yeah, what are exactly. you talking about? Yeah, right. So Wix is really, really easy. And one of the nice things it does is it has, like, it has a podcast app. So if you have a podcast, um, you start up with Wix and you just put in the RSS feed and you're done. And it creates a page for you with links, a play button, individual pages per episode, SEO optimized. It's incredible. It's it's turn it's turnkey as you could get. There's a blog app. There's a feed for every social. So I have a feed I used to have a feed. I don't know if I even have it anymore, but I had a feed for my Instagram page on my site that was automatic. I upload to Instagram, it goes there. There's a YouTube app. There's a video app where you can use sites like Vimeo. If Vimeo's your thing and you're an artistic type person and you like making short films that no one watches, you can put Vimeo there. (laughs) Um, But then what makes it killer, and this is why I pay the $20 a month, they have e-commerce. And with the e-commerce package, you get a lot. 
So let me ask you, so do the others have that, or is it just not as good? So this is the thing, Like other kind of square space and They do. Okay. They do, but here's the thing with Wix, right? So you get unlimited e-commerce, and by unlimited, I mean unlimited items, unlimited categories, unlimited collections, unlimited everything, okay? It's relatively easy to use. Once you figure out their method of setting up an item on their e-commerce, it really is super, super easy. You'll have yourself up and running in like no time. What makes it killer is that their e-commerce comes along with a whole bunch of other stuff that really, 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 really makes a difference. So you get things okay. like um, abandoned cart um, notifications. Mm, mm-hmm. Somebody fills up their shopping cart. Now, granted, they have to be logged in. But if they fill up their shopping cart and leave something there, Wix Close will... Out their browser uh, and yeah, forget Wix about in a couple days. of days will message them and say, hey, you left this in your cart. It's still available if you want it. I know this works because one of my customers forgot that they'd put something in the cart. They got distracted, and then they got a notification a couple of days later that they'd left something in their cart, and they made the order. So that's That's the kind of stuff that you get on – sure, you get that on Shopify, but with Shopify, you just have e-commerce. This is is an actual web platform for you. Um, This does related items. You can say – you can do related items by category. You can say which items are related items. Um, all the general e-commerce stuff you want. They will do credit card processing for you. Really? I didn't know that. At, at three, I think it's 3.1%. It's reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. If you're, so I'm going to tell you the truth about credit card processing. If you're small, it's going to be very expensive. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, so this is like 3.1%, and it, which is basically what you know bigger providers will charge you anyway. They have an SEO wizard built in. With the pro with the pro package. It's not on the regular package. It is on the pro package. It will take you through the steps of getting your site listed on Google and how to optimize your metadata so that you get better indexing from Google. Hmm. It includes social media marketing. So you can make social media posts with your items and the stuff in your web gallery, and it will give you a perfectly formatted post for Instagram, for Facebook, for Twitter, whatever you want to do. It has mailing, so you can do targeted emails with your customer list. So if you get people to sign up for your mailing list, you can send them out discount codes, coupons, whatever, which are also part of the package. You get in now. This is what killed me. I didn't know you got this. I was going. I was going to sign up for QuickBooks because I needed invoicing. Nope, don't need to do that either. With Wix, you get invoicing, bookkeeping, and accounting. It's included in the package. I don't know anything that's offering this much for twenty dollars a month. It's yeah, kind see, of ridiculous. So if you're if you're trying to have a website and a brand, but also sell, mm-hmm. I mean, Wix sounds like it's got it's, way more to offer than like because you know obviously I, I, as we've talked about, Squarespace is the one you hear about all the time, right? And the template, you know, the templates are very similar. You know, most people use well. I think there's a, a fair amount of templates, but if you're doing a certain type of thing and you're in a certain type of space, there's a you're going to use template. the same kind of uh-huh. just because that's the way you know they have the templates that work for that kind of genre, right? Correct. Uh, but yeah, but so but most of the people that are using Squarespace that I see aren't selling. They're more content creators mm-hmm. or just brands that then shoot off to Etsy or something else. So Right. And all these, you know, so I'm going to straight up say Wix is not, probably not the best. But Wix to me is like the Ryobi of web hosting. It's not the best, but it probably is the best bang for the buck. 
for your $20, you get a lot for $20 a month. And you can upgrade certain features if you're using it, like the invoicing, right? So it comes with the company that makes the invoicing plugin. It comes with their name on it. It's a, the company is Ascend. So if you want to take that branding off, you get the pro version. Then you get unlimited this, unlimited that, and it, that comes up. If so you let, want to let do me that, say this though. Oh, sorry, okay. no, yeah. If you want to do that, fine, but you don't have to, right? That's the kind of thing where everybody knows you're using some kind of provider. Having the provider name makes it right. free. If you're trying to keep your margins under control and you're spending under control, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, so people though, so on the other side of it, right? So if you're just if you're basically let's again let's say a content creator or something like that and you're only selling a couple things right you're selling a little bit of merch maybe some plans not but not a lot of different items all the time there might be other options out there right i mean mm-hmm. oh there's tons i mean yeah. squarespace is a very good option right. it's just it's a lot more expensive yeah and there is a certain aesthetic to their sites. And if right. you want to look, and you know, they talk about how many templates they have. It's not just a matter of everyone using the same templates. It's that there is a feel to a Squarespace website that mm-hmm. you can pick out a mile away. Yeah. And we can say that because we're not, we're not being paid by Squarespace, <laughs> like everyone else right. that recommends them. But yeah. That's something that's, I hate to say it, guys, that's kind of important to remember. Yeah, for sure. We, you know, we talked about tools last week and how people will tend to promote the tools that pay them. Well, when you see all these people promoting Squarespace, they may like it, but I promise you that the main driving force for them promoting it isn't because they love it. Right. It's because they're getting paid to. And I don't fault people for doing that, but it's important to remember it. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. If they're going to use something, right, and there's not Squarespace meets all their needs and they're going to get paid, well, why wouldn't you do that, right? I mean, I would do the same thing. So So one of the things that Andy also asked was Etsy. Yeah. Now, I have a I have a problem with Etsy. Yep. I have a big problem with it. I don't like Etsy. Nope. I don't mind buying from Etsy, but I will never list my things on Etsy. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons. Number one, yeah, you get great discoverability and people go to Etsy to find stuff. That is true. There is no mm. doubt in my mind that if you just want your stuff to get found, having it on Etsy is what you need to do. I, I, I yeah, agree with that. Yes, yes and no. I think it's I think it's gotten to the point now though it's it's hard to get noticed. Well, and if you do get noticed, you know who notices you? Counterfeiters. Exactly. Right. I hate to say it. If yeah. you have a product, because Etsy makes so much of the sales data available to see, if you have a popular product, you won't be the only one selling it for very long. Well, I have a huge problem with the fact that basically they're trying to undercut you at every turn. So if you post oh, yeah. something and someone finds you, somehow manages to find your product, they automatically offer you, you as the consumer, all these different options, probably a lot of them for cheaper, right? On this and on the same page. On the same page, that's what I mean. Like, which it's, is it's the worst part? Yeah. Stop looking at this guy's. You can get it over here for cheaper. That's horrible. Right, and and, and there and is what a... it leads to is just everyone undercutting each other and bringing down the market value for those products because that's what it does, right? Everyone ends up trying to undercut each other, and either from quality or from price, mm-hmm. and we're just bringing the value down for these handmade uh for the most part handmade products and we're just devaluing the market you're you're self-commoditizing essentially right Right. (laughs) and and the funny thing with etsy is for this privilege they charge you 15 percent of your sale (laughs) Mm -hmm. 15 15 percent guys 15 percent so if you sell something for a hundred dollars you make 85 right now all right your margins should be good enough where you can eat that i'm not saying that it should make or break your decision, but 15%, yeah. you can you can do better. Look, well, 
build your own network. That's basically it. Yeah. Build. It's worth it. Well, and because I think at this point too. Yeah. Because I know some people, and I've got a couple uh, friends from on Instagram and stuff like that that are huge Etsy people, and they've been on there from from a lot for a long, long time, and they've got the sales, and so they are the top ranked people, and and they have quality products, and so and they make their living off of Etsy. So it's not right. to say that Etsy is horrible and you can't make money at it. You can. It's just coming into it and as a kind of a up and comer, I think it's a it's a hard place to get your foot in the door. It's a, it's a long play. It's a, a long, long tail play. play. Yes. You you will get in there if you stay long enough and make enough sales, you'll get noticed. Yeah. If you're yeah. starting out, it's a really 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 steep hill to climb up. So yeah. I don't know Andy, I don't know what your knowledge on e-commerce platforms are because I can. Oh, there's one more that I'll talk about in a second, but I wouldn't go with Etsy no matter what. I just wouldn't. Yeah, if I you, wouldn't I wouldn't, or I wouldn't expect Etsy to produce. I would say if you're using Etsy as a way for, as a discoverability thing to harvest emails for an, a mailing list, I don't know if you get the mail the email for the customers on Etsy. Huh? I I actually imagine that's probably not going to happen because yeah, Etsy wants to keep you on Etsy. But honestly, I don't see the value in Etsy. If you're not already established there and you're asking this question, you're probably too late. <laughs> well, and right. one other real quick thing, too, that I've heard, and I'm not sure if this, this is probably not just exclusive to Etsy and stuff like that, but I also know some of these people that I was talking about, they've had people that have maybe 10 sales, right? These And these guys have 500,000 plus sales. Um, and they've had people that have like 10 sales that say that they've copied their product. And oh, totally. And that instantly, from my, what I'm gonna, I'm gonna get these numbers wrong, but that instantly puts your account on freeze from that product for something like ten days or something. You have to fight it, and they have to prove it. And they don't usually have to. They don't usually end up proving it because they can't because they they stole your product for the most part. Mm-hmm. But that's ten days of sales. And again, mm-hmm. if that's your livelihood, that's ten days of lost sales. I mean. And again, that's not Etsy's fault by any means. I'm nope. I'm not saying that's Etsy's fault, but it's just another thing that it's there's some negative things that happen. It happens on their platform. It happens Whether on their platform. It's definitely not Etsy's fault because that that's the legal thing, legal mm-hmm. rules and all that. So it's not Etsy's fault, but I've heard multiple times that that's happened and people have like I said 10 days without sales if that's your livelihood. That's that hurts. One of the other one of the other big ways to do e-commerce and this is actually one that I would consider recommending to people. Because it is self-contained, but it is literally, if your purpose for your website is e-commerce and nothing else at all, then you might want to go with Shopify. I've heard good things about Shopify. Yeah. It's expensive. Again, it? we're t- it's expensive. It's, um, I think the, the p- first reasonable plan is like 23 a month for just, and it's just e-commerce. But So it's basically just a like... An oh, online marketplace. It's an online storefront for okay. you, yeah. Okay. But the nice thing about it is it's very good at that. Right. That and, they do one and, thing and they do one thing right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and everything, and I, I literally mean everything, integrates with Shopify. So the one thing about Wix that you'll find, one problem that I've bumped into that I've just gotten over it because it's not worth it for me to try to move on to a more expensive platform, with with Wix, when you get an order, the order comes in and the customer information sits in Wix. There's no way to get the information from Wix to shipping software like Pirate Ship or um, ShipStation or any of those. So you have to copy and paste the addresses. Then when, the, when you get the tracking, you have to copy and paste the tracking and put the order in as manually fulfilled. There's no back and forth integration from Wix to various shipping solutions. There are ways around this. You can ship directly from Wix. Um, Wix can calculate postage, 
and Wix can print postage labels and do everything. The problem is that you have to really produce the same things because any variations, well, now mm. your package size changes, right. your weight changes, everything. It's not worth it. Right. It's so if you're just, selling three things constantly and that's it. And it's or or you have specific sizes, weights, okay. whatever that cuz that all has to go in when you ship it. So you have to have everything set up 100% properly for it to work. Uh, my recommendation is if you're using Wix, just use Pirate Ship alongside of it. It's right. still free. Pirate Ship doesn't cost you anything. You just have to fund your account, which you have to do with every other. You, uh, pro tip. If you're using Stamps.com, which is also very good, you think you're paying the $17 a month so that you are covered for your... No, your postage is extra. So you're paying $17 a month plus whatever you're funding your account with for postage. So just be aware that when you see those ads... It's not a bad deal at $17 a month, but just know that you're also going to have to buy postage on top of it. You don't get postage for free. People don't know that, believe it or <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't know it. Yeah, see? I learned it the hard way when I signed up, <laughs> like, a, like a real man. <laughs> right. I'm um, cherry picking, yeah. <laughs> well, what manual? <laughs> so we're at 41 minutes, so why don't we take a break? We'll okay. get the sponsor, get our sponsor cut in here, and then when we come back, we'll go over the reviews and give some thanks to some people because you know what we're doing after this episode? We're freezing. So if you got a review in for this episode, congratulations. You're in the running for the giveaway when we yes. do it. If you yes. didn't, we warned you every single week for like a month. Did Although you not we think we were going to do it? Because there might be another one in the future at some point. So keep we will. We, yeah, if there's Watch. good, if there's good, um, if there's good feedback from this, then we'll figure out other ways to do giveaways. I like yeah. doing giveaways. Me know. too, as you know. I'm in fact, fan. one component of it, which we haven't announced, is already done. Yes. My co-host Absolutely. is very sneaky. Um, <laughs> we actually came up, we did come up with, Ethan and I did come up with something we can both work on. So Ethan's going to make something for the giveaway. I'm going to make something for the giveaway. And then, and then Ethan and I up. are combining on one project. So it's our first collab. Well, my first collab, not this guy. He's a star. No, it um, it, but it's our first collab. So, so when we come back, we're going to talk reviews and we're going to play them and discuss them and give some thanks to the people that make us look good other than our respective wives and girlfriends. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so I have the reviews up in front of me, and we have six reviews, which makes me really happy. We That's have awesome. six reviews, and we do not have one rating below five stars, so thank you, guys. That's awesome. I, I really, really, my heart warms when I see that people like the work that we do. You know what's nice about a review is, I mean, more than a comment on an Instagram post or, or whatever, it, it takes you... Some, it takes you, sorry, I'm stumbling over Mars. It takes an effort to go to the platform and write a review. Because most mm -hmm. of the time, whenever I've written a review, I'm listening to the podcast on my phone or in the car. And so it takes me getting out of my car, getting to my office or getting home and going on the computer and writing a review. So that it, means a lot. It is remarkable that Apple, with all that they've figured out about podcasts... Reviews, writing a review is such a pain in the it ass. Is. It, it really is. And that's why, like, there's been plenty of times I would review. And you know me. I comment on Instagram posts all the time. But to write a review, it's like, I got to yep. remember. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, if so you're it not, just means that much more. If you're not listening on a computer in front of a computer. Right. You're not going to leave a review. We understand. I mean, we're we're yeah, not. Totally. I mean, we listen to pod. We listen to podcasts too. We're not just hosts. Yeah. We're not just client. We're not just the president. We're also the client. <laughs> um, so the first review was June nineteenth of two thousand nineteen. That was uh, B E before Ethan, um, <laughs> and the review is from Aunt Pruitt. Five stars. 
I really enjoy that he does conversations, not interviews, with regards to his stellar list of guests. Definitely worth subscribing. Thank you, Ant. We really appreciate that. Love it. Well, I appreciate it because you're clearly only talking about me because there was no <laughs> Ethan at that point. I know in uh, spirit, though. You knew I was coming, man. Well, we got a lot more reviews after you started, so I literally have no place to say anything right now. Ah, the next one is from Bernie Solo. Um, five stars Bernie. also. They these are less like interviews and more like casual conversations, but it's not just small talk. The subjects are interesting and meaningful. Thank you, Bernie. I really appreciate that. He's great. Um, that is something that, you know, it it's okay to have small talk, and I'm not a I'm not against having small talk, but I do find that so many so many makers that get interviewed are just subjected to the torture of answering the questions that you already know the answer to. Yep. And I don't. I feel bad for them. I mean, I don't feel bad because they're getting to get some publicity out of podcast. But I also feel bad. It's like, how many times could you answer that same question? It's got to just get to you mm-hmm. after a while. Like, how did you get the name of your, your YouTube channel? Oh, it randomly selected it. Oh, cool. And it randomly selected Lemon Drop Maker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let's go to a commercial break for Squarespace. It's so weird when it picked Ethan Carter and that was my name. I was just right? like, what is going on? <laughs> well, it thought you were a WWE wrestler. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> Clearly. So the next review, which was the first Ethan-related review, is from our good friend Justin, Bear Naked. Ah, Justin, what's up? And that was also five stars. Great conversations with awesome makers. If you like making things or are a human with ears, that's good. Because, <laughs> good, because we want to definitely reach the widest audience possible. So if you have ears or make things, then not both, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you have ears and make things, you are the wrong person for this podcast. Uh, then I believe you will enjoy listening to these fellas chat. Whether they have a guest or not, they they share valuable insight and are just generally enjoyable. While relatively new, they're going to be one of the top making-related podcasts soon, so get in on this train early. Yes, thank you. Yes, wow, get Justin, in early. Thank you. I, that's awesome. I love, I love when people listen and they know that they're going to want to stay around for a little while. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we must be doing something right because you come in and you're just going to hang around. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Truly inspiring. Five stars from David Swiduck of Adventures in Creativity and Digital Soup. So there you go. Two podcasts you should listen to if you don't already. Shout out. Um, I don't care if you consider yourself a maker or not. Hanging out with Vincent and Ethan each week will have you energized and motivated to do what you to want to make something for someone. Truly a must listen, especially when they talk about coffee. Now he didn't say the part about coffee tables. That's just a running joke that we have. Every, <laughs> the, well, it's actually not even true anymore. It was initially. For the first, I believe the first nine or ten episodes, we mentioned coffee tables in every episode. Oh, really? It's so it just like... became a running joke with me and my friends that, oh, coffee tables. In fact, um, I've done a couple of cutting boards, mm-hmm. and they everybody's been saying, oh, those look like mini coffee tables. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Enough about the coffee tables. We get it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that's pretty nice. So coming from... If you've not listened to Adventures in Creativity, that's the podcast that inspired this one. Oh, is that right? I didn't know 100%, that. 100%. 100%. I mean, I'm not surprised, but that's Ad- awesome. So I did Adventures in Creativity with Ant and yep. Dave. We were talking on Twitter one day, and it was like, we should do a podcast, and we'll just all three of us just talk for like seven hours. So Dave said, all right, I'll make it happen. So he invited me and Ant on his podcast. And we had the greatest time ever. It was just awesome. We oh, went, I can imagine. We, we went yeah. almost two hours, and it was just like a whole a bunch of old friends. And in the beginning of the podcast, I said to Dave, I was like, you know what's cool about this podcast? This is the first time Ant and I have ever spoken. 
Is that, uh, that's I, I was in February. This was in February. Of this year. Of this year. And you guys have known each other for how, like, years? 12 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So it's, he, goes, he goes, wait a minute. You guys have never spoken? I'm like, no. We just, we, we're tight. We're close friends. And we have literally never spoken. <laughs> so it was the first time we ever spoke was on Adventures in Creativity. I don't remember the episode number. I want to say it was 47. What, what, was, uh, what was Jason's? term for that the new age yeah we're new age one of those new age friendships those 20th century friendships where you talk to someone you know them really well and you've never said a word or met face to face that's most of my friends now it's like because my real life friends you know some are cool but a lot of them really suck so someone said it too about that is that it's it's weird because it's not an in-person kind of relationship Mm -hmm. but it actually makes a lot of sense because the people that you're friends with are people that are into exactly what you're into right right? it's it's so but and you think about it your high school friends or your college friends like you're you were good friends but you have very different interests right totally and life takes over and stuff like that but the people that you meet from these kind of focused niche um uh social media circles are absolutely 100 percent your kind of people so it it does make sense that you'd be really close with right yeah you have friends you have a major you have a major overlap in your interest you probably have sought other people like you out and then discovered each other exactly it's pretty amazing yeah um i that's how i mean look i only know dave swiduck as you know i knew him as a podcast i listened to because ant recommended him so yeah dave that's how i found you ant recommended your (laughs) podcast um, in fact, I believe the first time I chatted with Dave, Ant said something to the effect of, hey, Dave, you should have this guy on your podcast. He makes some cool stuff. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. That's, that's awesome. how I met Dave. And I was like, oh, this guy, Dave Swiduck's pretty good. And I listened to, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I already told him this. The first episode of his podcast that I listened to mm-hmm. was the night I was going to be on his podcast. That <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm, I admit, that's a, that's a, bastard thing to do but i, I think did i it. was a week and a half before but again i think it was only about three weeks before that that you asked me to be on so. oh totally yeah, yeah yeah i mean and and i'll admit it i didn't i hadn't listened to it and i wish I, i'm ashamed I, I mean not ashamed i'm i missed out well not the, listening sooner, the but. funny thing is the, you know it's 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 crazy because usually people come i came out of the gate really strong with this podcast mm-hmm. i'm kind of proud that i came out banged out an episode every single week and a lot of them were done two days before they were released. I wasn't banking episodes. Right, right. And then I got to a point where I had done enough interviews where I had a month's worth of episodes that I didn't have to do anything. I scheduled them and they were done. And I was recording three or four weeks ahead. Then it starts to dry up a little bit. And Keith Decent, when he was on, actually said, he goes, you have an interview podcast and that's great. He goes, but don't lose that lead because once you lose that lead, it's gone and you'll never get it back. And I was like... Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry, I got this. And I think about two weeks later, I was like, okay, I need a guest for this week. What the hell am I going to do? So, but what's cool is we actually got, we got Nick like two days before we recorded with yeah, him. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, I'm in. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Which what, is his what attitude, time? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so thanks, Dave, for yeah, thanks, inspiring Dave. this podcast. It, 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 I Really, this podcast would not exist without Dave Swiduck. It would not. It, I am. That is not me blowing sunshine off his ass. I'm good enough friends with him. I don't have to blow sunshine off his ass. I'm sure his ass is wonderful, but it doesn't need me blowing sunshine off it. This podcast exists solely because of him. So thanks, buddy. I, I really appreciate you motivating me to get off my butt and get back behind a microphone again because I have enjoyed the hell out of doing this. Okay, enough sappiness. <laughs>
Next review. And this was the one, this was one I didn't know existed. And this is kind of crazy. So if you read your reviews on iTunes, did you know that you only see the ones from the state, from the country you're in? Is that right? <laughs> so if you go to the iTunes store and you read your reviews on your podcast, it's yeah. only going to show you, like for us, it's only going to show us U.S. reviews. What? That's weird. I did not know that we had these two reviews until I signed up for a service that sends me the reviews once a week. That's crazy. So... Okay, well, oh, by the way, Bear Maked's review was on Stitcher. So we have a review on Stitcher. He didn't awesome. review us on Apple. Okay, great new find, five stars on Apple Podcasts, Poland. Wow. From Kaj... Oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> Them Polish names, right, Dave? Um, Kajzi Makes. I really... Buddy, if I mispronounce that, I am very sorry. Get this one. The first two episodes were a fantastic listen. I felt like sitting, listening to two good friends, having a conversation about all the things that are important to them. Those first two episodes were Dave Swiduck and Bruce, um, Bruce Ulrich. Um, loose, funny, eye-opening. Now going to listen in on the next episode. They're on 15 or so now. Just worried that when I catch up to the current one, I'll regret it as I'll have to wait for the next one to be published. <laughs> Keep them coming. You're doing a fantastic job. Wow. That's That's nuts. a great review. I don't... And, and the funny thing is like, I'll admit, I know all the people that did these reviews. Yeah. With the exception of this one, I don't know who this person is. Um, That's awesome. I, I appreciate it tremendously that you found us from another country and thought enough of the podcast to write a review. And well, this is also September 20th, so this is also an Ethan episode. Yes. No. <laughs> so I don't know what we did on September 19th and 20th, by the way, but we got one Seems review like on the lot. 19th and then three on the 20th. So I don't know what we did, but... <laughs> I don't think we were, we hadn't teased the giveaway. I don't even think at that point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was just begging for reviews at that point. <laughs> you know what's funny? And just a quick side note is, um, you know, you know Dan Gimble, uh, Gam- Gamble. Of course, um, of course. My curious, I, curious maker, Dan. Yeah, curious maker. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Huge shout out. But um, we just did a sticker swap the other day, and I don't know why. I didn't realize he was in Australia. And, and so I like so I said yeah let's do a sticker swap and he sent me a, his address I was like oh <laughs> all yeah, right that's surprising but yeah so but again it's it's super cool to know that you know I've got a sticker halfway across the world it's I cool. would love to get there's two people I would love to get on this podcast Dan is one of them yeah Dan would be great and Matt Vandeputa is another one yeah both of them are in Australia yeah and yeah. I think we have a shot at getting Matt on now because now he's in um, he's back in London. Um, but he lives in Australia. He lives in Sydney. And it's like, that's a really difficult time That is a difference. tough time difference, for sure. It's what, 15, is it 15 hours or some crazy number like, like that? that? Well, and it's like, how do I even, I don't even know how to schedule that because I'm at work or they're at work or it's like, there's like a very small window where we could right. possibly get someone from <laughs> from um, from Australia on the podcast. Well, so. I always like it because like I go to bed and then I wake up and I, I still have a like on my latest posts, and it's usually from <laughs> Curious. Maker yeah, Dan. he's. I will say, Dan is one. Dan, you and Dan, yeah. by the way, are both very prolific likers. <laughs> I mean, I, I am, I am in awe of your ability to like stuff. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I, I, it's genuine. Especially I, yeah. if you get a comment. If you get a comment, it's genuine for sure. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, <laughs> so guys, if Ethan's only liking your stuff, he doesn't like it very much. But if he comments on it, no, then yeah. you're good. Yeah. No, I, I, there's, I do pass up things that I think are whatever. So. I do scroll. I admit, I, yeah, I sit there hard. on Instagram. I sit there on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty much on Instagram all day. Yeah. Right? Um, 
on and off all day, and I like I just like having it scrolling past me. Yeah. Because it really is a good window into what's going on with my friends. And it's as my Instagram account is growing, I'm starting to realize that I may need to start a personal Instagram and just put my friends on that one. Yeah. You definitely Because my definitely. my business Instagram is getting a bit crowded. <laughs> it it's it is crazy as as it gets bigger and bigger. I mean I used to know I used to know everybody that would like yeah. my posts uh-huh. or, or anything and and I hate to say it, like there's people now that I don't know, and I feel yeah. horrible about. But that's the nature of it, right? And I'm, you know, it's funny because I'm pretty sure they understand, right? Yeah, nobody's so. commenting, commenting, or liking your stuff, expecting that you're going to be instant buddies, right? But it does feel bad when you're used to a time where you had 150 followers yeah. and you knew all of them; they were all your friends, and right. it's like, oh, cool, yeah, what's up, Joe? How you doing, man? Right. You know, now it's like, wait, who? who how do I know you again? Well, and then, oh. and then there's those times when you realize that someone's been commenting and following you and giving you all the support and you thought you were like following you know you thought you were giving a because you've seen their name so much and then you realize that you haven't and you're just like wow or or you think you've been following them and liking their stuff and you realize instagram's just not showing you their stuff yeah right which i learned so there was something a couple of days ago somebody posted something and i'm like oh i haven't seen anything from them in a while what the heck happened and i look and they've been posting every day yep it's just Instagram decided I wasn't worthy of seeing those posts for whatever reason. No, I've had a few people recently reach out and say, like, I'm sorry, I it, like Instagram is not showing. And these are people that were complete connections. I mean, we're talking, I comment on their posts every mm-hmm. time. They comment on my posts. We're friends and everything like that. And they're like, I haven't seen a post for two weeks be- and until I went and searched for your name. And then I realized that there was like five posts that I haven't seen. And it, and that's what's crazy about Instagram. This person clearly wants to see my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And and they they still bury it. It's just you can't control that stuff. So it's... did you see the new feature in Stories? I'm wondering if you caught it because I no, don't know. I don't think I did. So Stories has a new feature called Close Friends. Oh yeah 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 yes yes. yes. That's yeah. like the last two weeks. You can start adding close friends. Yeah. So you can have. So what's cool about that actually is if you have a business page like I do. I don't know. Is your page a business page also or? Uh, it's business. It's a business profile. It yeah. is a business profile. Okay. Yeah. So what's cool about that Purely is you for can the have, analytics too. You, I just you, wanted the analytics, but that's pretty much what I wanted it yeah. for also. And the ability to at some point use a swipe up. With yes. all, <laughs> I'm a long way off from ten thousand followers. Me. So, um, yeah, but they have this new thing called close friends and close friends will allow you to set aside a list where you can, when you post to your story, you could say, this is only for close friends, which gives a business page the ability to have personal stuff that isn't interfering with their business. Do I use it? No, because I'm stupid and I keep forgetting it's there. But one day I'll remember it's there because all my running stuff doesn't really belong with my business. Well, I hope you're a close, you include me as a close friend because I actually enjoy it like that, that. As we talked about earlier this week, um, offline, that inspires me. So you better include me on that close. Oh no, no, no! That's <laughs> I'm probably. I'll be honest with you. I'm probably never going to use it. No, I, and I, I saw it when it came out, and I was like, you know what? This, as much as it's not a quote business account, it, it is. I mean, it's 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 yeah. to, for me to post. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it too. Yeah. Like I I. I use my Instagram to drive sales. Yeah, exactly. I use it. There's a couple of friends I have, and it's their only social media. Yep. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. The gorgeous friend that I always talk yeah, about, yeah, the yeah. one that I like giving jewelry to, yep. her only social media presence is Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if I looked like her, it would be my only social media presence, too. <laughs> but I'm ugly enough where I need Facebook and Twitter, too. But no, but seriously, it's, 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 if that's your only social media connection to some people, and that's how right. you, you know. I don't need social media to stay in touch with her, obviously, but it's right. the only thing she posts on. So I was like, okay, if I want to know what she's up to, right. that's the only way I'm going to see it. So, all right, Instagram it is. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I basically use Instagram for following a couple of friends, promoting my business, and sending cat stuff to my wife. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what I do with Instagram. My wife gets random cat stuff because I follow like five kitten accounts, like um, Happy Cat Club and all yep. these cats. And it's like, oh, look at the cute little kitten send. And she knows if she gets anything from me on Instagram, it's a kitten. It's got to be a cat thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it's always a cat thing. It's well, I liked when you did your story. Uh, you did a couple stories last week with your cat and i finally got to see your cat so i'm yeah, happy you did that's, that that's that's my that's my buddy tom that is tom? my okay yeah that's my best friend in the entire universe that's not human <laughs> <laughs> he um it was funny cuz i was like oh i got to get i want to promote i want to promote screw it i'm just going to do a cash with him yep. and he was I just was sitting great, in my man. lap and it was funny cuz when i was doing the the one i was talking about something and he just decided he was going to get up in the middle of it. like you right. couldn't stay for one more minute you bastard <laughs> I got to ask you a question, actually. Yeah. On Instagram, I noticed your stories go long. Um, yeah. You and Nick also. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's 22-segment story every morning, yeah, which yeah. I love. It's my favorite thing in the morning. It's one of my morning routines is wake up, do whatever, watch Nick's 22-segment um, yeah. morning story. How do you guys – do you hold the damn thing that whole time? No. Um, okay. So no. how do you so, do it? I know. I And – I, maybe this is uh, cheating or whatever, but I record it and then and then go and post it. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So if you hit the you know hit the circle or whatever, and it opens it up, and there's the opportunity to to do it live. Uh huh. There's also a I think it's in the upper left hand corner uh, where you can hit just a kind of like photo album or whatever, and you click that. No way. It, oh yeah, and so you can do anything, so pictures, videos, or something like that. And if you, oh, uh, so for me at least, if you upload something that's longer than what a story will allow, it'll just yeah. split it into two different pieces. Oh my god! See, there's a tip. I did not know you could do that. Yeah, it's well because I, I am so bad at that kind of anything live. I'm horrible at and. You know, not that I try to get polished, as you can tell, clearly, <laughs> clearly they're not polished. Um, but it, it does help with the, you know, the those times when you just completely stumble, like I just did, over uh, your words. You can or just... when you or when you say something, for example, like I know this is going to sound stupid. Yes, right? exactly, right, right. Yeah, not that you do that. Yeah, no, definitely not that I've joked about it no, with you. I'm no, never, I would never. never do that. There's no, no such thing as a crutch. Which, <laughs> by the way, is mine is you say I know this is going to sound stupid. Yeah, mine is it's funny, but yeah, exactly, right. And, and we, we all, all have, have them. Our things. We sure. all have them. It's and so and funny. by the way, if you don't think you have one, it's just because somebody hasn't pointed it out to you. Yeah, yet. exactly, right. No, but so, but, so I do think a lot of people do just record live, and they're just they're just like that they can just hold the button down well that's what i've been doing and it's just, yeah. I just tell the story because i'm yep. i i like i like to think of myself as a semi-decent public speaker you uh, semi. so so i can i can just pick up a mic and just start talking i yeah. just don't i can talk for an hour on my own no problem nobody Absolutely. would want to listen to it but i can do it well that's not true but yeah um <laughs> yeah i guess not <laughs> but you have, yeah you it's, have, you have 20 episodes to prove that that's not true but. that's fair fair point fair point mm-hmm. um we have one more from Andy C. Pugh, and he used a term that I've never heard. It's also a five-star review. I love that these are all five stars. I love. I, it bugs me that there's only six reviews, but it right. warms my heart that they're all five-star reviews. Like, yeah. these weren't just people who are happy. These are people like, you guys are good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is turning into one of my favorite podcasts. Andy, why the hell weren't we always one of your favorite? <laughs> why is it turning into one of your favorite podcasts? When was it not, and why wasn't it? Okay. Um, good, honest discussion and advice without any showmongering. Keep it up, guys, and thank you. And by the way, I found out, I actually asked him on Twitter what showmongering meant. Yeah. Because I had an idea. I mean, you know, because some people are whores. And it's cool <laughs> to be a whore when you're trying to promote your stuff. I get it. But that's kind of what it means. It means we don't, 
we were not self-promoting. Oh, okay. And we actually don't do that. We really we barely remember to send you to the website or to write a review at the end right. of every episode or talk about our own stuff. Like, yeah, I don't even. We don't ever. This is the funny thing, and I yeah. notice we do not do this. We don't promote our own stuff. Right. We don't have like, what are you working on or anything. Like yeah, that. and and we never at the end of the so. Oh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's right. you know handmade by VF. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's handmade by Vincent <laughs> Ferrari. Uh, no, it's in the show notes. If you care that much, you'll yeah. scroll up and find it. Uh, if you don't care, <laughs> you aren't going to go anyway. If you don't right. care, right? You know, I I would love, by the way, if everyone listening to this show would just follow me on Instagram. Because I'm obsessed with growing, hitting a thousand before the end of the year, and I, I, I would sure. like that. I don't think it's realistic, but I would really like that. That it's would so make funny. me very happy. You know what, though, I mean, it, it is crazy. I had, well, a quick Instagram thing. So, a couple weeks ago, I was just anything I did was get was on fire, like mm-hmm. amazing. I was getting, you know, ten, ten plus followers a day, which is again is a lot. At, at our size, at yeah. our size, that's a very Huge, big, very number. steady. And yeah. every post I was doing was getting, again, for my size, you know, a couple thousand views, tons, you know, two hundred plus likes. And then uh, last week, it was like cliff, Ethan. <laughs> off the cliff. And again, more. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I know I'm. I was getting still more than a lot of people like but you pissed off the algorithm (laughs) but what in that and just and i remember so i whenever that happens as much as you don't want it to affect you it's still like what did i do wrong like what what just happened like Mm -hmm. something and and so i like i reached out i reached out to bruce and i reached out to a couple other people i'm like is it me like or is, is engagement just way down and everyone was like engagement's way down videos no one's instagram is not promoting in, uh, videos at all like yeah they've pretty much moved and this is why I, ne- I never really started it's funny you say that because i i noticed that my videos weren't doing as well yeah and that my engagement picked up when i really indulged because you notice i don't do a ton of stories yeah yeah um but once i started even doing a few it, it's my huge. engagement picked right up and the numbers started ticking up so apparently instagram is promoting people who utilize stories now oh absolutely well so, so when i went to WorkbenchCon last year and i think i've somewhat alluded to the story or told the story before but when i went to workbench con last year i kind of did stories but it was never of me you know never of my personality or anything like uh like i'm kind of trying to do now mm-hmm. and i it just it, it was awkward i hated it and i still kind of do um <laughs> but i fake it um but yeah but then i started doing stories and and it's i think it's one it's partly algorithm but it's mm-hmm. also i think people want to know who is behind the account. I, I honestly do. I think I, I agree with that. that. Yeah. And and I th- as soon as I started really putting my personality out there and stuff like that, again, I didn't have skyrocketed growth. I mean, I'm still don't have that many followers in the grand scheme of things relative to a lot of people. But but the people that I do have are very engaged, and I think they wanna they want to relate to you. So mm-hmm. I, I I will say that that's I I will say that is my thing too. I do not have I do not have a lot of followers on instagram i think i'm well let's see hold on instagram i know you're over 500 yeah uh, yeah (laughs) i'm at 561 which is actually not bad because i I just two months ago crossed 500 so i'm not unhappy with the number what i am happy with on instagram is i have exceptional engagement on my posts yep and that makes me happier like if this number were to double but my engagement dropped i'd be sad yep absolutely a hundred percent i love the engagement when it when people comment on my stuff i yep. love it 
Well, and th- that's exactly like so. Last week when that happened, when that cliff, when I fell off that cliff, that's exactly what I stepped back and said, and I, I really did. I, I stepped back and I used to get really hung up on it, just because not because I cared about the numbers, but because I felt like what I was doing wasn't worth it. If that makes sense. Well, it's it's a matter of so when your numbers are climbing, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of an indicator that all right, what it re- what, there's two things. In the real world, it's an indicator that you're making the algorithm happy. Right. But what, it, what you perceive it as mm. is, I'm doing something right. But, that's, but I think that's important, what you perceive right. it as, right? Right, exactly, because yes. nothing else matters but what you perceive it as, right? So yeah. you're perceiving it as, I'm doing something right. And then when it dries up, because it always dries up because the algorithm is constantly tweaked, then you go, wait, I'm not doing anything different. What am I doing wrong? Right. And now you start, and, and this is, and what ends up happening is you take something that you're doing okay with, mm-hmm. bringing in an external factor that's not relevant, changing what you're doing, and you're seeing the results of the change going, this, I don't understand what's affecting. Well, what's affecting you is that you were doing something good, yep. you changed it for no actual reason, right. and now all the good you did just got erased. Yep. So well, the, the advice with Instagram is whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Don't change based on engagement and stuff like that because Instagram is probably more a factor in your engagement and your stats than what you're doing. Right. Yeah. No. Well, and do what you're what you're happy doing. I mean, yep. That's the other piece of it too. Is if that's the other, I guess, trap that you can get into is if you're trying to figure out what's gonna work. And I and I've done this a few times, and not to any extreme, but if you're trying to figure out, all right, this seems to be working. I'm gonna keep going on this, right? I'm gonna double down on this but I'm not really enjoying it, but I'm going to do it because it seems like it's working. Those mm-hmm. are the times when I feel like I burn out. Like those right. are the times I'm cause, but the times when I can kind of just, all right, you know, followers are going to come and go. Engagement is going to come and go. I'm doing projects that I enjoy. I'm really, I'm learning. I'm engaging with other people. I'm meeting a bunch of people and that's all I care about. Those are the times that you actually end up growing more. I think. I feel like the, the one thing that Instagram has over every other social media, with maybe the exception of Twitter, is that the overall engagement is high. Yep, and positive. And, and and that is true. On Instagram, mm-hmm. unlike Twitter, you're or, right. Or it, YouTube, or any, yeah. Oh my God. YouTube's comments, I don't care what anyone says. You know, I'll give you an example, right? Bob always talks about how, you know, yeah. his comments are this, that, and the other. But he also tells you the other bit of truth. They're heavily moderated. Yeah. Right? I don't have that energy. Like, right. I just don't. I, yeah. I if you're if you're negative if you're leaving negative comments, I'm probably just going to delete them. Yep. But I don't want to be on YouTube and have to constantly fight the battle of trolls because almost every comment section on YouTube is a cesspool. Yep. And if it's not, it's because the person running it is just heavily, heavily moderating it. Nobody's got time for that. Well, if you're that, if yeah. you're a maker, you don't want to spend your time moderating YouTube comments. No. And, that, and that's one of the things I'm, as we've talked about many times, I'm on the cusp of starting launching my YouTube channel. And that's one of the things I keep, there's two things I keep telling myself is, it's, you're going to be, have like no subscribers for a long time. Like, just get that, in, like, be okay yeah. with that. And again, if I wasn't okay with that, and if I didn't, like, I'm doing it because I want to do YouTube, not because right. I need the subscribers. And if that, that wasn't the case, then I shouldn't do YouTube because it's going to take a while, right? Mm-hmm. But the other one is you have to be okay to not either not read the comments or let them roll off your back or delete them. Like you have yeah. to, you have to go into it with that mindset. Cause otherwise, I mean, I just read the things I'm just can't imagine people saying such hurtful things to people. I just can't. 
And it's really just, it's a, a product of the level of an- anonymity that you're allowed right, on these platforms. Sure. You know, and uh, the nice thing on Instagram is that, you know, if you're, if you're active on Instagram, yeah. there's pictures of you. Yeah. You're going right. to be a little more careful with what you say in people's comments. That's a good point, actually. I don't think I realized that connection. That's true. Right. You know, you, if you're active, if you're active enough to comment, you have a, you have a profile. Right. That's most true. people don't yeah. have private profiles. At least most. Uh, all right. Here we go. You ready? Most men don't have private profiles. Almost, I would say about half the women I know that are on Instagram have private profiles. Because, again, people tend to be trolly, mm-hmm. particularly with women. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, heard some pretty interesting stories from my female friends even on instagram it's like you're not going to believe what i get in my dms every day it's like really that really happens it's not just paranoid people making up no it's pretty bad but generally the public engagement on instagram from actual active instagram users is all positive 100 percent. yeah it's it's more positive than any other platform definitely more positive than youtube a lot more positive than twitter because you really i'm trying to think of like I think there's been only a couple times where I've gotten something that could even be perceived as kind of a jerk comment. And and that's the other thing I think everyone that is, especially on YouTube, always says, is step back and say, can that be interpreted another way? Mm-hmm. And I try to do that. And every time I do that, and maybe that wasn't their intent, maybe they were trying to be a jerk, but... Every time I do that, I'm like, okay, that could be them trying to be funny or that they're trying to be totally. you know, whatever. And yep. I, so that's important too. But. Yeah, because because sarcasm doesn't really translate does on not. Instagram. No, no. And, and I try to be sarcastic, so I'm, I'm worried. If, if I've offended anyone out there, <laughs> I was trying to be you, I highly doubt that you've ever offended anyone. <laughs> I will put that out there. I do not think you've ever offended anyone. Leave ever. us a re- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't no no, don't don't leave us a review if if Ethan's offended you contact him directly. <laughs> contact him directly. Don't do it through here. Um, yeah, don't ruin my metrics, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our metrics. So, I guess we are probably about ready for our things of the week. We didn't oh, do a yeah. thing of the week with Jason. Um, I felt like that's a little too hokey to do with someone. Um, right. Of And don't take offense p- prior guests that have done it, but Jason was well, here for a different not, reason. It's not too hokey for you and I, so no, no one it's not. either, right? it's not. Plus also, I mean, look, we're in a space where podcasts have this thing, so yeah, exactly. we understand we understand what it is and what... Jason's not in that world. Right. Jason is a different world. Jason is um, another kind of person. So having him do a thing of the week would have been like, what what what? Are you guys making me do now? But so nah. I might have I might I might do a couple because Ooh, of, of last week. Okay. Do you want to go do you want to go first? No, no you go you? first. Okay, so mine's really really easy. Um I watched it literally as I was about to get up. The last thing I watched on YouTube before I came in here to record, Jimmy Deresta made a pizza yeah, yeah. oven. And it was the most interesting video ever. Like if you've never seen a pizza oven get made, it's a lot more interesting than it sounds. Um, it, it, these, there's a lot more to it than yeah, you think. dude. It's not yeah. just a box with gas, right? And the other cool thing that the other cool thing about these is that they're electric. Yeah, they are electric, and that is really freaking cool that they can get electric pizza ovens up to well. In, in the in the video, they did um, a 675 degree temperature. That takes a lot of engineering to contain that much from electricity. So. I was really impressed by it. It was a really cool video to watch. Plus, I'm Italian, so watching people <laughs> make pizza is, you know, inbred into me in uh, 
part of my culture. So you should definitely check out the video. I'll, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Awesome. All right. All right. Go so for I it. Have, Let me get my have, notes out here so I could take notes on what yours is. Well, no. So the first one, so I have one kind of uh, Netflix one that I just finished uh, literally tonight. So I'll do that uh, one. Okay. And then I have two uh, YouTube channels slash Instagram ch- accounts that I just, I, I just think they're worth a shout out. And so I'm going to give them a shout out. So, um, so the first one is the Netflix series. Um, Oh, shoot, now I'm blanking on what it's called. Um, when They See Us, which is about the central Oh, vibe. boy. Oh, boy. So, again, I I knew the story beforehand. I knew everything <laughs> like that. It was a four, It's a four-part, what What would you call it, docu-series or whatever? Yeah, so I haven't... Ha- I can't watch it. No, I'm sure. And, and, I, and I totally understand that. I just... I enjoy... Not enjoy. That's the wrong term. But I knew the story, but I thought they did a very good job of, of bringing in a lot of uh, different dynamics, let's say. Whether you agree with them or not, I thought it was really well done, um, and I finished it tonight. So, What they did what they did in that series, and mind you, I've only heard about it. I just can't bring myself to watch it because I grew up in New York City yeah. at this time. This is a story I know, right? And what they did was they took a, a horrific story. I mean, it, it, it is horrific. horrific. It From is every, absolutely every angle horrific. Too. I mean, yes, it, right. it, it is. A, it is when people talk about systemic racism and systemic oppression. Right. And, you know, I generally tend toward it's probably more class based than anything else. Mm-hmm. Either way. Right. This is a terrifying story of a bunch of kids just getting absolutely railroaded. Yep by a system that turned them all into i would just targets like mm-hmm. the, if you lived in New York City the Central Park 5 were demonized they yep. were evil they were the embodiment of everything wrong in a corrupt city and none of it was true right. none of not a little bit of it not the story could be told in another way literally none of what we were told while that was going on by the media, by the mayor, by the NYPD, by the district attorneys, none of it was true. Right. It was a com- it was as close to a complete fabrication as you could get. They yeah. one example, and I I could talk about this all day, and I've not even seen the show. But one example is that they actually convicted people when the when another person actually confessed. Right. Another person confessed, and they're like, "No, no, it's these five. We got them." Well, no, 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 what they I did. What they said was that was just the sixth person, so right? They're yeah, all, yeah. They're, the rest of them are. We're still right about all the. Yeah, we still and got again, the other five. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's powerful stuff. I know enough of the story to know that, the that the premise is legit and everything like that. I'm sure some of it was drama, you know, drama, dramatic. Why can't I dramatized? Yes, you got thank it. you, <laughs> got um, you buddy. But, yeah. But uh, but it was it was well done and it's just but yeah and even that even more than that it was to me it was how hard and sad it was when they got when they did get out how hard mm-hmm. it was to to turn your life around and and that's not something uncommon uncommon or unknown or anything like that and I'm not the right person to be talking about it as a privileged whatever but it was a, it was a good docu series um, I thought it was very interesting and if you don't know the story you should watch it so. That's... Uh, you absolutely should watch it. Yeah. Um, don't be me. If you don't know, if you know the story, you probably. I, I don't want to be an ass, but if you know the story, you may not need to watch it as yeah. much because you no, no, know definitely. how it went down. If you don't know this story, that is something. Uh, it should be required viewing. Yeah. Well, and and I've watched documentaries on it before, mm-hmm. and I didn't get as much. They they tell you about 
the trial and stuff like that, they don't tell you as much about the back end of it, of, mm. of following them all the way through the process and when it gets, spoiler alert, when it gets overturned, you know, when the, they get um, released and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I, it, it was an interesting story. So and then, and then And then after you watch this, just think about how many stories like that we don't know. Exactly. And, sure. and, and then sleep tight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on that note now, so on happier notes, um, all right, so two, two channels. So my, what I would have said last week was, um, and I don't think I've talked about him before, uh, but Chris Crawford. Do you know Chris Crawford of Mortgage and Miter? Uh, uh, oh, boy. I'm going to get... might I'm not. Gonna, I he, think he started following me, like, today. Yeah, he's... I, so, he so is, yeah. Well, number one, he is one of the nicest guys and best guys I've ever met. Um He's a really, really good guy. He's a maker. He has a YouTube channel. He's on Instagram. He makes really good things. He has, I, it's kind of, it definitely is a side hobby from him, from at least from what I can see. I don't think he has any intentions of ever going full time or anything like that. So he doesn't put out videos every week or every month. He puts out videos when he, when he does, and they're fantastic. They're always fantastic videos. He, uh, isn't from Canada, so he calls everything projects instead of projects. Um, <laughs> well, I can't I listen. That's it. I'm punching. Yeah, out. no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but anyways, so he, um, but he's also very tight with the Modern Maker podcast guys. So he obviously did the uh, Bentwood challenge, and he made this incredible office chair, which does not sound like it'd be something that's super interesting. He made. Oh, he was the guy that made that. Okay, I know who. Now I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. made basically every part of this office chair. Um, from the ground up, except for the, I think the pump or whatever the part that yeah, the hydraulics, the hydraulics, the, thank you, yeah, and, and the, the wheels, and the casters, yep, right. and the casters. But he made every other part of it. A lot of it was bent wood, and he made all these forms. It, it was just, it's just one of those builds that is highly technical, um, has a lot of components to it. I love the end result, and I just think, and and the video was really, really well done. So I just cool. think he, it was very, it's worth a watch, and he's worth a guy to to follow his channel and his Instagram, and he's also just a good guy. Cool. And then lastly, sorry, I'm going on, but nope. the last one, and I was talking to him today, and I just, I don't know if I talked about him on my episode, episode 11. So if I did, I'm going to talk about him again. Um, but Alex of Bevelish Creations, did I talk about him? Nope. Okay. Um, he is another guy that, he doesn't produce a ton of videos. He probably does one every month, month and a half. Um, he's on Instagram. And I would say... I, I don't want to say this because it's it's unfair to him because he has his own style, but his aesthetics are very similar t- uh, to uh, Chris Alimony of Four Eyes. Um, okay. That kind of modern furniture and stuff like that. But his videography and cinematography is just unreal. It's He's he's a natural. It's beautiful. And even more than his builds, which are also amazing, it's just such a pleasure to watch. It's a pleasure to the eyes because it's just so well done. And very, very beautifully done. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yep. I just started. I just subscribed to him now, so I'm gonna check him out after we're done recording. Cool. Yeah. This awesome. old. Hey, he's so got a. Sorry he's to got a few videos here. Have three, but. No, it's fine. We're four friends here. We're all friends. <laughs> um, yeah. And by the way, Bevelish Creations. He's only got twenty-one thousand subs. Come on, let's get that up. Let's get the. Uh, what are we gonna call? What are we gonna call our people? The because we make army. Yeah, <laughs> let's exactly. get that one. Well, I told he's a he's another one uh, we should consider at some point. He's very yeah. shy though, so well, uh, th- we we do okay with shy people. Exactly. And, uh, I'll just have you take the lead, and I'll just sit back and enjoy. <laughs> right, that's how it works, right? That's how yep. it works. You let the co-host when they bring a guest, you let them talk to their people. There you go. There you go. Their people. He's your people now. 
Um, I think that's going to do it. I don't have anything else. Do you? No, this was great. Fun. I, I like the I like the back and forth, man. Yeah, man. It's 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 fun when we get to do an episode with just the two of us. It's not that we don't love our guests. It's just we right. love each other too. Exactly. I love you, Ethan. I love you, man. Oh, I love you, man. You're not getting my Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> Let's. Uh, all right. Yeah. Now that we got that joke out of the way, um, that's going to do it for this week. We are going to be back again next week. I don't know if we'll have a guest or not. We may. We may not. If we don't, it's just going to be Ethan and I all over again. And we look forward to seeing you then. If you have a moment, drop a review in. You never know. We may get generous if we get a whole flood of them tonight and we'll start counting them. But if you have a moment, we really do appreciate the reviews. We like to give a little bit of credit now that we know we're getting them. So we like to give a little bit of credit at the end of the episode, maybe, if we get enough of them. Yeah, or review just, of the week, maybe, or something Yeah, like something like that. It, it all depends. It all depends on how many of you submit them. So if you, if you review us, we will thank you publicly for it because we're small enough we can do that right now exactly if that changes we'll happily let you know have a great week everybody we will be back again next week 